Hi guys, Michael here. Do you want a second opinion on your SEO? Head to theseoshow.co and hit the link in the header. We'll take a look under the hood at your SEO, your competitors and your market and tell you how you can improve. All right, let's get into the show. It's time for the SEO show, where a couple of nerds talk search engine optimization so you can learn to compete in Google and grow your business online. Now here's your hosts, Michael and Arthur. Welcome to another episode of the SEO show. As always, I'm here with Michael Coston. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm here with Arthur Fabic. You're going to ask me how I'm doing? I don't care how you're doing. <laughs> what I really care about is what we're talking about today. Which is one of your favorite topics? I think it's everyone in the SEO world's favorite topic. Do you? I wouldn't be so sure. Well, people, well, you know what? Not everyone in the SEO world, but generally speaking, when it comes to things like blog posts or um, podcasts or videos, link building always seems to do well. So we're talking about link building again today. But today we're talking about something we haven't really covered that in depth in the past, which is how to judge whether a link partner or a potential website is any good as a potential link. Mm -hmm. So you excited? You ready to get stuck in? I'm so excited. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do this. Okay. Well, we've got nine ways to help you quickly determine whether a website would make a good link or not. And we're going to be ignoring metrics like um, tools, Ahrefs, SEMrush, all that, you know, DA, DR, TF, all that stuff, right? Because yep. okay. Like they're just metrics that those tools have come up with. We're going to explain how you can check out a site and assess it without relying on those things. Cool. All right, let's do it. Ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. Do you want me to go with the first one? Why not? You can do the first one. So has Google visibility itself? Maybe okay. I should word that a bit better. So what you want to do is make, what you want to make sure is that the website that you're approaching to get a link from has visibility itself. So essentially make sure that it's ranking for a number of different keywords. Make sure that it's ranking for the right keywords based on, I guess, the the type of website that it is. So if you're looking at a, let's say a travel website, you'd expect it to rank for a variety of different travel keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, the higher they rank, the better. That means that Google sees that site as an authority. It means that the site is indexed, that it hasn't been penalized, and that it's getting traffic. Yep. So that's very, very important. I um, would say it's the, the number one factor. Yeah. Because like Google's already rewarding that site. That site is pleasing to Google. Pleasing. I so like um, yeah, getting, getting a link from it is probably going to be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And you, know, you can use different tools like Ahrefs. Mm-hmm. I know we said we weren't going to talk about tools, but <laughs> we can talk about tools. It's just the metrics. The, the metrics like you, yeah. to, you know, DR thirty is a good link. Like yeah. that's too basic. So, that's so if what you we're trying to yeah, if you use like Ahrefs, you can have a look at the organic visibility chart. Have a look at how many keywords are ranking in you know positions one to three, page one, and then assess from there. If mm-hmm. they've got a fair few keywords ranking and the the I guess the keywords are relevant to the site, then you know it's a good good starting good site. Point. Yeah. And then the next one, the next point on that is sort of ties into that one, which is it has organic traffic. Mm-hmm. Like there's the there's rankings, but those rankings should be driving traffic. And importantly, it should be from relevant countries. Yeah. So again, you can use Ahrefs, SEMrush, something like that to get a feel for how much traffic it has. And obviously, the more organic traffic, the better. Conversely, you know, if it has very little traffic, that's a red flag. 
because mm-hmm. it's saying that Google's not really rewarding this site. You know, Google, if you think about what Google wants, it wants to send its users to a good experience. Yeah. And if it's not sending much traffic to this site, yeah. then that's a red flag. Well, essentially just means they don't have keywords ranking high enough to get organic traffic. Yeah. So those two points tie or good, en- good enough keywords. They might or good enough for- keywords. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other one is traffic, like the, the countries the traffic comes from. So obviously in our world, traffic from native English speaking markets like Australia, US, UK, Canada, New Zealand, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Good. But sometimes a site will have like a ton of traffic in Ahrefs and then you go and look at where it's coming from and it might be from other countries that are not really English speaking mm-hmm. and might be easier to rank in. And, you know, there's a lot of people that sell links that are trying to fudge the numbers. So they know that traffic is a, is a good thing and they might be ranking junk articles in countries that are of no use really mm-hmm. in terms of the traffic. So that would be one thing. But then also looking at the, the keywords themselves that are driving the traffic because what some sites do, again, link people selling links have cottoned on to the sort of metrics that people are looking at in the SEO world. And they know that traffic's important. So what some sites will do is go and try and rank for really high volume searches Mm -hmm. but low competition. So it might be like a software error code or something like that. Yes. They'll throw up an article on that and then Ahrefs says, well, look, it ranks for this Mm. search term that has 400,000 searches a month. Yeah. Look at all the traffic this site gets but it's really worthless. Definitely, yeah. The keywords need to be relevant and on on the the theme of the site or the topic of the site. Yeah. I guess to do that kind of high-level research, you really do need to invest in something like Ahrefs because yeah. it's it's too hard to do manually. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you're serious about SEO, one of HREFs or SEMrush, mm. SEMrush. We're not going through this again. <laughs> call it I, what you want to call it. I say potato, you say potato. But um, you need one of them. So we're yeah. just assuming that you have the ability to buy one of those tools, which is relatively inexpensive. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Point three. Point three, so does the site have a decent number of referring domains? So essentially, pretty simple. The more referring domains, unique referring domains pointing to that site, the better. That just means that you know if they start losing referring domains over time, it's not going to affect your um, domain rating, which is not what we wanted to talk about, but essentially that's what how it kind of works. Yeah, which basically means if, if, you, if your site, you get a link from a site that has 10 referring domains, mm-hmm. then five drop off. It's lost half its juice exactly, that it was sending yeah. to you. So you want you want a site that has enough volume of referring domains that it's going to be a quality link foreseeably for a long – foreseeably? Foreseeably, yeah. I think that's a word for <laughs> a is, long time into the future. It is a word, yeah. <laughs> Just felt weird to say. Yeah. Um, it sounded weird too, but – Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> decent number of referring domains. And then let's chat about domains a bit more or backlinks because mm-hmm. – Point four we have here is the backlink profile of the site itself should not be spammy. It should mm. be good, a good looking backlink profile. So what are we talking? Things like um, you know, the domains linking to them. We want quality ones there, like strong publications. You know, high DR again coming back to DR, but it's a good way of quickly assessing the quality of a, a link in a potential linking partner's backlink profile. Try yes. saying that ten times fast. Um, we want, we don't want to see lots of like directory, free sites, scraper sites, that sort of stuff. You want to yes. see real sites in their backlink profile. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. What else? What else can we do to look at backlink profiles and make sure they're not spammy? 
Or you could also look at the anchor text and make sure that it's not spammy. So making sure that it appears natural, again, you need to use Ahrefs, but looking at what other people are linking to the website with. Mm. So you'd assume that, you know, if a site is geared towards one certain topic, you should see anchors that are relevant to that topic. If you start seeing anchors that are completely irrelevant, then that might be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, yeah, if you start seeing things like, you know, Viagra or random like, Crypto. Crypto, things like that, definitely stay, steer clear yeah. because, yeah, you're going to run into trouble. Even just totally over-optimized anchor texts, like if they're a, a home construction site for some reason, mm. you're getting a link from that, and their backlink profile is 40% of that, it means that they've probably been doing dodgy SEO and at yeah. some point that site's likely to get a penalty and, you know, at best it's just going to be discounted by Google. At worst it can hurt your site. So. Yeah. Same sort of principles at play when you're assessing the quality of your own site, I guess. You should be putting them into practice when you're looking at the backlink profile for a potential linking partner. Yeah. Cool. The other thing there would be TLDs. Mm. So making sure that they're coming from English-speaking countries, .com, .com .com.au, .co.uk, I guess depending on what you're looking for, but those would be the three main ones. Dot net. Dot net, yeah. Even even sometimes like dot co's now, dot io's, dot ai's. But mm. um, like let's say in Australia, if we can get a dot com dot au uh, TLD, mm-hmm. top level domain, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, you want, they're really sort of strong signals if you're trying to rank in Australia. Mm-hmm. So you might accept a site that has less traffic or is a little bit, I guess, lower quality in other areas if it's a .com.au because there's not as many .com.au's and you, you know, yeah. you want them. Um, but like you don't need to focus on that. Like we sort of run into this sometimes with clients where people will be fixated on wanting .com.au's when .coms, .nets, All the .orgs, time. yeah, they're fine. Yeah. That, the problem is there isn't that many .com.au blogs and websites out there that are willing to link back <coughs> a lot of the time. So it is mm. a lot harder. Mm. Costs a lot more. And the metrics are never as good as just regular .com sites. Yeah. So although it is probably, you know, good in some situations, I guess the, the cost to benefit ratio just isn't there for most clients. Yeah. And then if you if you become too fixated on that, that's when you end up working with people that will use a PBN or something, you mm-hmm. know, like a .com.au PBN. Sure, you're getting the, the TLDs, but they're pretty junky links. Yeah. All right, well, a lot of the stuff we've just covered there, right, is looking at it's using tools like Ahrefs, SEMrush to have a look at, you know, links and referring domains and anchor text and all that. Yep. But there is other stuff you can do from a visual pass over. So there's yeah, the tool definitely. support and then the visual. So first and foremost, when you look at the site, does the topic of it make sense? Because what you'll find is sometimes people will just buy an old expired domain that's got like a weird name. So it might be like like electronic Electronica Max or something because that was a brand. Yeah. And then they try and convert Electronica Max into like a cover everything blog yeah. where it has topics on everything and it just looks like they've done yeah. exactly what they've done. It'd be done. like something like save to data and then it would just be like some sort of generic yeah. – you're like a general site that covers every single topic under the sun. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, you can definitely tell that that's been repurposed yep. to sell links. And then I guess also the topic should make sense in the context of your site and what you do and what you are trying to rank for. So if you're a home construction focused business, 
getting links from DIY construction, like architecture, that sort of stuff makes mm-hmm. sense. Getting links from a X sailing club site that's just been, you know, a new website's been bought on it because someone bought that domain probably doesn't make sense. So mm. first and foremost, what's the topic of the site? Would you avoid sites like general sites like that or mummy blogs? Because mummy blogs essentially would cover every topic under the sun mm. for that very reason, because then they, you can approach them no matter what, I guess. I wouldn't. I wouldn't avoid them if, if, that's, if that site has been created from the ground up like that. Yeah. But when you go... We've got a point later on checking out like Wayback Machine to look at it. If you can see that it's been something else in the past and then something else and then it's just come back to life, excuse me, as mm-hmm. one of those catch-all sites, then yeah. probably would. It sort of sometimes you can go with them because they're working. They have tons of traffic. That's and, it, yeah, because yeah. those sites generally have good metrics. They'll have a very high DR, a lot of sites linking to them. Mm. They would have a lot of keywords appearing in top positions and actually get – legitimate traffic so mm-hmm. although they are kind of you know general targeting different topics you know the metrics yeah kind of are on point so yeah so traffic and visibility if they're strong yeah probably would and depends if you've exhausted all the other options that you you know if there's better options because let's face space. it there isn't that many sites for mining or like you know yeah. there's certain verticals and clients that we work with where it's difficult to find a site or blog that's just specific to that one area. So yep. a lot of the time you do have to reach out to those types of sites, which cover, like like you said, a catch-all site that covers several different verticals. Almost knocked the camera over there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a disaster for our loyal YouTube viewers. By the way, this is on YouTube for or people listening. listening. <laughs> we're sort of our 250-odd subscribers now, I think it is. On YouTube? We're massive. On YouTube? Around that. Oh, cool. Anyway, let's go on to the next point, which is... It needs to pass a visual inspection. Mm. So this is a big one. What are you looking at when you're looking at a visual inspection? Uh, I, we, I wish we could. Maybe we can overlay like a site. That, we can on the YouTube. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Because once you see like a, uh, I guess a red flag site, they all look the same. Mm. So I guess the first thing would be the theme. Mm-hmm. So uh, sites that have a very basic kind of, what would you call it? Like a very standard theme. Mm. They're the ones to look out for. Yeah. So oh, it's hard to kind of explain that the, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. They're just super basic with just a very regular header, just like a basic news site. Yeah. No kind of like customization. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like the logo and branding aren't sort of <clears throat> on point. Like yeah. they've just banged together a crappy logo, crappy font. Low resolution logo, like very poorly made. Yep. Um, like you said, crappy fonts. Stock images just littered across the yeah. side. Every image is just a stock image. Even the posts, right? Like let's say the homepage, it's just a whole bunch of posts just with the title and the featured image, but no like little uh, blurb. It's not like nice to use. It's just a big yeah. like list of posts. If um, we can overlay uh, like a screenshot of one in yeah. this video, let's do it because maybe just a couple of examples just as you can see the trend. Yeah. And when, if you look at the homepage, you'll notice that there is just – you know, random topic after topic, often crypto, marijuana, CBD oils. Yeah, and then next minute it'll be like the commercial t- commercial tiling must ha- must knows or yeah. something alongside just a thing most, about for- foreign exchange trading. Just like, the most random things you can think of. Not yeah. even categorized, just bang on the homepage. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is they'll often, they won't have an about page or a contact page or mm-hmm. any sort of idea of who's behind the site. You know, most real sites... You can sort of find out yeah. who's running it. And Editors, whatever, it. like 
Yeah. yeah. And then the posts themselves, like how are they formatted? Like a lot of the time these big PBN sort of junk sites will just publish a wall of text. They probably don't even embed any images in the posts and stuff and it's just mm. has comments turned on but no comments left on any posts. It's just really exists. No, no social the, interaction at all. Oh, yeah. No likes, no nothing. It's just. Yeah. No links to social profiles at all. Like they don't have Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. Or if they do, they have fake fake followers and absolutely no, you know, no f- posts, no interaction. Yeah. Because some of them do. Some of them do go to the effort to create a Facebook page, which has like, you know, 10,000 likes, but then nothing. It's mm. just barren yep. basically. So. But again, coming back to the point before about um, the topic of the site making sense, we're not totally saying that you absolutely have to discount a site if it, if it has social profiles and they're all fake followers. Mm-hmm. Like if that site is ranking really well in Google and getting a lot of traffic and it does make sense from, a, I guess, um, to, to link to you, mm-hmm. then maybe you would go with that and ignore the fact that its social profiles are well, yeah. trash. Also comes down to budget as well. Like if you've got a smaller link building budget and mm-hmm. those links are cheaper, mm-hmm. then why not? Yeah. And as we've spoken about in previous episodes, that these days Google really is tending to ignore links it doesn't like rather than penalise sites. Yeah. So. Um, Worst case scenario, it just won't pass any value to your site. You might go backwards because you have less links pointing to your domain, but mm. unlikely that you're going to get, knock on wood, uh, touch wood, penalised. Yeah. But like, let's say you're assessing hundreds of link options in a month and you're only choosing a few then try and do everything we're saying here first and mm-hmm. then cast the net a bit wider when you need to. Yeah. Um, so we've got two more points here. The content itself doesn't make sense. Does what it's linking to make sense? Mm. Sort of ties into what we've covered there, but sometimes you'll find on these sites, you yeah. read the first paragraph of an article and it wants to put you to sleep or it's just so painfully written that your eyes glaze over and you don't read anymore Yeah, because they're using either AI content or just really, really cheap, you know, like text broker articles that cost them a couple of bucks mm. for, you know, a 500 word article. And they've clearly been written with no care as to whether a human ever reads it or not because yeah. it's just there for Google. And then the link's, would be shoehorned in. So it might be talking about tiling, you know, how to clean grout off tiles or whatever. And then in the middle of it, it has like um, best tiler North Sydney or something jammed in. So it just makes no sense. And then. Well, that's not even that bad of an example. I remember seeing, you know, some sites would talk about, you know, babies, like what to do when you have a new baby. And then it would link it to a family law because, you know, right. it's just like, you know, it, the way that they've come to that is uh, you've got a baby, you've got a family, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, you might yep. need a family lawyer. so Yeah, at some point. Hopefully not immediately after no, having a baby. But. but just like general, very general kind of posts that, mm. that aren't really about anything and then just a link to something super specific that yep. doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. And then all the other, let's say, related posts at the end of the page are about, as we said before, all yeah. random topics. Like stay away from that stuff. I would, you know, if it really looks that obvious, mm-hmm. even if the metrics are good, you probably, as we said, stay away from it and focus on the ones that pass all of this stuff first. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing we like to do is look at Wayback Machine. So that's pretty cool because it's like a snapshot in time of that website. So you can plug any... It's like a time machine. If you- 
Yeah, it's a way back machine, I guess. So it's at, uh, what is it, archive.org, I think is one domain. There's probably waybackmachine.com or something. I'm not sure. But you can go there, type a domain name into it, and this tool goes and crawls websites and keeps them in a database, a snapshot of what they look like. And you can go back and look through that database. So any website you can chuck in. And if you see that in the past it used to be a software company and then it's gone out of business and it was like a – domain registrar holding page for a couple of years and then all of a sudden came back to life as like a random blog, mm-hmm. that can be a sign that it's not the best linking partner. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, though, as we've said before, if that site has a ton of traffic and visibility and stuff, that's not a, I guess it's not a um, immediate no. Mm-hmm. But if you have seen in the past that it was maybe a like doorway junk page, like, Nike Air Max or Viagra or whatever mm. in between being like a legitimate site and then a new reborn blog, yeah. you'd probably ignore it. Like the minute you see any sign of spam or shady stuff in its past, yeah, just discount it. How long before would you say a domain was repurposed? Would that be an issue? So I'm thinking let's just say someone bought a domain that was registered in 2003 mm-hmm. and it was a completely irrelevant site, but then someone – bought that domain in 2013 and for the last 10 years it's been something completely different. For me personally, if I've seen that it has spam, like clear-cut spam, I just wouldn't bother with it. Okay. Um, If it was like one thing and has not been anything for years, it was a domain like registrar holding page and then it suddenly came back to life, if it's got the organic traffic and the visibility and looks okay, then I wouldn't be discounting it. Okay. But for me, the spam in there, like there's just so many other options out there that it's better to go with them. Mm -hmm. This stuff takes time though as well. Like there are, yes, there's all sorts of different tools you can use. Assessing links. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. These aren't even everything we do. Like we do, of course, look at things like TFDR, DA, all that sort of stuff as well. But Well, I think, you know, going to the visual inspection point, Mm. I think now we're pretty good at being able to pick up sites which are trash yeah. Straight away. You yeah. can just pick up the signals and, you know, little things to know not to even waste your time yeah. investigating. Yeah. So. But starting, let's say you'd never done it before, you're probably looking at a good 20, 25 minutes per site, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you, while you're figuring it all out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I think you definitely should be doing it. If you're doing any form of link building, you want to be keeping a level of quality control on the types of sites you're reaching out to. Definitely. All right. Well. That is the way we go about assessing a quality link option from a bad link option. Hopefully that helps. Go have some fun assessing sites. Sign up to Ahrefs. Sign up to Ahrefs if you haven't already. Use the free trial if they have one. I'm pretty sure they would. I don't know. They've changed their pricing lately and they, they seem to have gone more stingy. So um, I'm sure they have some sort of free. I think they have like a $1 trial for seven days or something. Yeah. Or $7. That's anyway. how they get you. Yeah. Put your credit card details in and then... Yeah, and then forget about it and then you get charged every month. Yeah, it happens to everyone. Yeah. But anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that. We will be back with another episode of the SEO sh- next week. But until then, happy SEOing. Happy SEOing. Thanks for listening to the SEO Show. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. It will really help the show. We'll see you in the next episode.